2 o'clock on Saturday, February the 18th. Uh, and we'll also be open to folk affected by the cost of living crisis to get some free food. So, well, good on him. And um, here's hoping he raises a, you know, a good uh, hell like a cash to get to recross and, and get across there. Because obviously it's uh, absolutely devastating across here. And that's, it's, um, you know, the death of every, every day is going up and up and up. So, um, Lord knows what it'll finish up at, but it's going to be a lot. So, uh, hats off to him and, you know, hope it's a roaring success. <clears throat> now here's a uh, setting up for crash damage hoose repair. So uh, uh, contractors estimate it might take up to four weeks to repair a hoose that was severely damaged after a car crashed into it on Tuesday. Emergency services were called to the incident on uh, Perwini's Crescent in Brigadon at about three o'clock in the afternoon. Images for the scene showed a black Vauxhall embedded into the side wall of the hoose after it reportedly rolled down the slope from Perwini's rise and collided into the hoose, and there was a picture the other day, and the car was just slap bang into the middle of the hoose, knocked a big hole in the, in the water inside the hoose, um, which means around the folks' living room, I think. Um, fire crews cordoned off the area for safety reasons and worked for more than four hours to secure the building amid concerns it could collapse. Um, so the owners of the hoose weren't in at the time, they had to bide in a hotel if the, the hoose was deemed unsafe. Uh, a large hole uh, could now be seen in the spot for the car crashed with both vertical and horizontal cracks covering the remaining bits of the bar. Um, so contractors attended put up scaffolding and began working the repairs, which they believe will probably take at least three weeks. Um, they, they said, as of now, it looks like it's only the downstairs that's seen the impact. Uh, we reckon it would take about three to four weeks to sort out the paperwork and all the trades work, but it could be done quicker if we get to go ahead to do it. So, well, surely, Aubrey will probably give in get them um, yes who saw it out uh, as soon as it possibly can because you know thank goodness folk wasn't at home because imagine sitting in your living room watching it and you just like that and then a car pokes his nose in through your living room wall i see me no oh, well lucky anybody was hurt that's the main thing now here's a uh, msp spreading panic with call to halt bottle deposits a uh, green so uh, the scottish greens have hit back at opponents of the deposit return scheme accusing them of spreading misinformation and panic. It comes after a cross-party group of MSPs called uh, for the scheme to be halted, saying it would be reckless to start it in August as planned. Under the proposals, shoppers will pay a 20 pence deposit when buying a drink in certain containers, with the money then refunded to them when they tuck the empty cans and bottles back for recycling. As well as a cross-party group of opponents, which included SNP, MSPs, hundreds of figures in the food, drinking, hospitality industries have called for a pause. Um, so Lorna Slater is the Green Minister um, for the, the government under the cooperation agreement is responsible for setting up the, the deposit return scheme. Um, and uh, you know, her and, and the rest of the Greens say the, the scheme will be vital to increase in recycling and cutting waste. It will be a big step towards cleaner streets and communities. Um, Scottish Secretary Alistair Jack has also voiced concerns about the scheme um, and saying it's not too late to think again. So there's a, there's a machine apparently into the Aberdeenville Infirmary for if we can, you know, try it out there and see how it's going to go. But you know, I think it's like some folk in the industry, like uh, whiskey folk and, and uh, folk mug bottles and stuff like that. I think it's up in arms about it. But you know, to me, from my point of view, it makes perfect sense because um, you know, if you're going to be getting twenty pence back for a a ten of ever, I mean. Um, There'll be no rubbish lying about the streets, like, well, certainly tins or bottles or anything like that, because uh, folk will be picking them up to again and put them into the machine. And 
you know, what am I going to do with all the tens that's in my garage? I've been saving up. So, no, no, go on ahead with what I say. Now here's a couple on pole-to-pole trip, uh, fueled by batteries. So, Chris and Julie Ramsey for Brigadon are preparing for an adventure across the planet, and they're taking a pack of rowies with them. They were doing couple in the final stages of preparations for a first-of-its-kind expedition driving an all-electric car through the magnetic North Pole all the way to the South Pole. Uh, over the course of their 17,000-mile, 10-month journey, they will travel through 14 countries and deal with conditions ranging from uh, Arctic winds at minus 30 to blistering tropical temperatures of plus 30. Uh, Chris and Julie have been planning their trip for the past four years, so they're sponsored by Nissan. They will be taking their electric car across the planet through North, Central and South America. Uh, the Nissan Aria they will be driving has been extensively modified and equipped for the extreme conditions they will face. Uh, and it's been modified by the company Arctic Trucks, which previously worked on a North Pole challenge for top gear. Um, so the, the challenge will be powering up the batteries on the Y. So in the polar regions, we are currently just finishing off our portable charging device, which is a wind turbine supported by solar. Said Chris, we will tow that with us through both Arctic and Antarctica uh, and use it to harvest the natural resources. So they're leaving Scotland for Northern Canada on March 5th. They'll be doing about uh, 100 kilometres a day and they'll be spending about 16 hours a day putting energy back into the battery. Um, so they say, well, we're saying 100, but when they can fit the impact, a minus 30 will be on the battery. Um, so the expedition has been designed to help raise international awareness of the climate crisis and the power and potential role of electric vehicles and other sustainable technology. Um, so they've just come back for a trip to Iceland, further on getting to grips with the Nissan, they will be taking on the trip. They'd thought about taking a pack of batteries for their northeast home, but they didn't have time. Um, however, ahead of their imminent trip to Canada, uh, Chris says we'll definitely be taking batteries with him, he says, to educate the Arctic truck uh, boys about Aberdeen. So quite right, um, you know, as long as you have a pack of batteries in the in the car, you'll never be stuck in the, you know, it'll see them through only kind of challenges, I would say, because, um, you know, a buttery always makes you feel better. I think there's a slogan in here somewhere. Now, just finish up with sport as normal, and the back page of paper day is a Dawn's Can Recover from Darkest Days, and this is a Bobby Clark, a former Aberdeen goalie, and, um, you know, a top, top, uh, Hero of the Alpine days and um, a great a great goalie for Aberdeen. He anyway he believes the Dons can keep up the recovery for the darkest week in the club's history. Uh, Clark regards Jim Goodwin's final week in charge of Tordy as one of the lowest points in the club's 120 year existence. Um, well, and he's he's probably seen the majority of that uh, years uh, with the shock Scottish Cup exit at Darvo, bookended by a five 0 Premiership defeat at Hearts and a six 0 Mullen by Hibbs at Easter Road. So, certainly wasn't a great finish up. But um, anyway, if Bobby Clark thinks they're on the, the rebound, then I'm sure that's right. Because, uh, like I say, top, top man. He was the first goal I seen for Nesta had gone to Pataudry. So, um, yeah, here's hoping he's right. And uh, come on, everybody. Now, as we do for now, it's a wee puckle story about today's Person Journal on Thursday, 16th of February uh, 2023. So, um, yeah, too bad a, a day of other day in uh, Aberdeenshire. Well, certainly in contour direction. It's pretty mild this morning, and um, yeah, it's been it's been half decent to hear there. But we've got a yellow weather warning now for a uh, big gales and night. So uh, if, uh, 
be nu dus checken mag je nog eens tijd doen en wanneer het possible te move about is go to a sandbag um, to try and wait doing a wee bit so fingers crossed it doesn't, doesn't get too bad um, but the weather focus with them um, how many miles an hour they think is going to be in each place so everybody is 53 and uh, Stonehaven is 52 miles an hour so you know, <laughs> I don't know how far they can get that level of accuracy faith and um, you know, sometimes they can't even tell you if it's going to be raining or no. But anyway, um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Now, if you did, make sure and tell a pal about it. And uh, that would just be tipped off. Mere listeners, the better it is. Uh, in the meantime, thanks very much. Cheers now. Doodle. Put the Constitution, stick the book, the rules again. Wrong field, no field, man, a field, and man, a field. Hearts of all the stories that you made in the end.